Today's guest is a Navy veteran, a war fighter, somebody who is building a career in the radio business, all while having, uh, let's call them other interests. That's what we'll call it. And Iowa plays a big role. Get ready to visit with someone with high-flying passion, and I mean that. That's an ideal person for us to talk to on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Are you ready? To enjoy our podcast, all of our episodes, the only thing that you really need is to be interested in others and want to grab some thoughts and wisdom about how others are being successful in radio right now. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, and hearing stories from an amazing radio pro, along with uncovering the path forward in radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. We provide affordable help for local broadcasters looking to make more money. We're a branding practice, a branding specialist, helping our clients, A, fully develop the right position in their local radio market for their products, coach local morning shows and other talents, design and execute station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce daily music logs, provide excellent voice trackers, sales and promotional ideas that move the revenue needle as well as the ratings needle. And of course, if you have a problem that's getting in the way of that next level ratings or next level revenue, reach out anytime for our free consultation, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Coming up on January 12th, 2023, there's a mouthful. Uh, Let me tell you what's coming on this podcast. We call it Leveraging Radio's Relationship with Consumers, Radio's Real Value Story. This is our Q1 revenue event for radio sellers. How strong brands should command premium value. On this special event, we will share with you ideas to boost your Q1 revenue if you sell radio advertising. And of course, we'll discuss the relationship between brand trust and consumers, known as listeners. My co-host for this radio revenue event is Chris Fleming. He's a consultant with CD Media Consulting, and he is so good at sales management. We also will have a special guest, Erin Callahan, who is with Futuri Media. If you don't know about her, you don't know about Futuri Media. It's really amazing to spend time with her. And also our second special guest, Richard Harlow, who is the market manager for Dick Broadcasting in Greensboro, North Carolina. You're going to get so much perspective in this and and real opportunity to hear people on the ground who know what's happening in raising revenue for radio right now. By the way, we have our quarterly sales event regularly on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. You can go to our free blog on our website at rainmakerpathway.com. Look for sales events in the, at the top of the page. It's one that we'll click throughs and you can listen to every 2022 sales event right now. Wait till after today's episode. Remember, January 12th, 2023, about 8 p.m. Boom. We're just going to pop it on. It'll be on demand for you to listen anytime. Hear from experts about trends, branding, relationships, and improving your sales in Q1 of 2023. That has value for you. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and justjoeproductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. We're just about a minute, maybe less from talking with Jonathan Knight. He's afternoon drive, the personality at Iowa's best country, 
Kicks 101-1 in Marshalltown, Iowa. And I cannot wait for this. I've been waiting for this for a while. You can see our full guest calendar all the way through, I think, February, maybe early March now. We do schedule ahead. You can see all of those guests coming at rainmakerpathway.com. We don't lock away anything on our website the way some other consultants do. This is because we believe in what we call the theory of abundance. If you don't know what that is, ask me about it. I'd be glad to share it with you. Of course, you can go to rainmakerpathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free from our team. Jonathan, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Lloyd. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm pretty excited to have you here for a number of reasons. Look, I know you spent a good amount of time in the U.S. Navy. Can you tell us about the U.S. Navy, your service, and maybe what you learned in the Navy? And by the way, thank you for your service. <laughs> Very welcome, Lloyd. Yeah, I was uh, straight out of high school. I didn't really have a bearing where I wanted to go. Um, my father was in the Army. My mother was in the Air Force. So it was kind of in my blood, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, went into the Navy, uh, went into the air side for a while. Um, uh, launched F-14 aircraft. Uh, did that at Naval Air Station Miramar, San Diego, California for four years. My first, uh, My first enlistment and then my second enlistment i moved to uh, the quad cities uh davenport iowa specifically and started training reservists uh there for a couple of years so i was in a total miramar. of seven yeah yeah miramar yeah miramar is famous for something that has come back in the news recently too right yes the movie the top, the movie, gun. top gun top gun yeah. yep and so yeah, were you were you out amongst all that at any point Actually, when I got to Miramar, I reported to my hangar, to my squadron. I was there 30 days after primary photography. So the buzzword was Top Gun. I didn't know at the time what Top Gun was until after, you know, I'd been there for a while, heard the stories, talked to people and that was surrounded me and my squadron, found out that uh, uh, the fighter squadron VF-124, which VF stands for variable fixed wing, aircraft was the top gun that's the top gun school and uh, yeah yeah, it was look, pretty some exciting. Don't, yeah some people don't know that top gun is real yes and the uh the prize is not the trophy is not yeah yeah you know hollywood and all that right but you got right. to know some of those guys when you're out there or or they're a couple distance? of the, a couple of the guys that are in the movie they are the bad guys they're in the the migs they were yeah. in my squadron they were in my squad. So interesting. Well, yeah. listen, I have that you started in radio as a jazz and blues guy. A, is that true? In 1994, your life changed because of radio. Is that, could that be right? Yes. Um, I had been, when I got out of the military, I'd stayed in the Quad Cities and started DJing in the nightclubs and started making contacts that way. Uh, St. Ambrose University has a college radio station, K-A-L-A, in Davenport. It was only 100 watts, and uh, it was basically for the students. But the students came in during the day, but at night, they rely on volunteer work. So I called the general manager, told him that I was interested, and basically his, his way of testing me was to put me on from 7 to midnight, one night a week, jazz and blues. So I told him at the time, I didn't really know a whole lot about jazz and blues, but I was willing to learn, which in so many aspects, 
that's that's what will get you in the door. I'm willing to learn. Show me, and I will learn it, and I will do it. And that's that's actually what happened. Well, this is so there, interesting. Yeah, we talk to a lot of people about how they get in the radio business, and I've never heard this version of it. You actually hmm. went out of your way to slip in, sort of. Yeah, yeah, and it, it gets a lot better, too. Um, after I had done the Jazz and Blues, it was only about six months before he put me on the morning show. Um, and with the morning show, I had to bring my own music. And being a club DJ, I was I was right in there. I just get in there, yeah. do the morning show, and started doing air checks and, and uh, sending them out. Oh, so you you had intent. You're like, oh, this is just a way for me this is a perfect way for me to jump off here and go somewhere else yes yes that's very good and did you have that plan from the beginning um yes and no uh, at first i had known i'd known about kala i'd known about st ambrose radio um but had no way in um a colleague of mine in the clubs who was uh going to to St. Ambrose University, he was actually doing the morning show and talked to me about it and gave me the general manager's phone number if I was really interested. And I'm like, yeah, you know, jazz and blues, don't know anything about it, but I know I want to get into radio. And that was, I felt that would have been my way in. And it turns out I was right because just uh, a few months after I started the jazz and blues, that morning show quit, that guy quit. I slid in there and then I used that opportunity to make air checks, air check tapes. You know, a lot of times today, you know, I'm, I'm specifically speaking uh, directed toward millennials and, and younger people who are thinking, man, what's the way in? I think this is actually a timeless story. You mm -hmm. find the way into this business. If it is your passion, you find the way in. You agree with that? I do. I do. Absolutely. All right. So you've got to talk to us about uh, you were a DJ in local clubs. I want to know what's the difference between being a DJ in a local club and being on the air. Well, after I had started in the, the radio business, actually getting my feet wet, getting into my first commercial radio station, I found out that uh, radio radio execs don't really like to hire DJs from clubs because uh, in their opinion, they're two separate animals. And in a way, yes. Uh, they have a point, but it's still selling yourself. Um, I think radio and clubs, it's all about selling. In the clubs, you're selling, you're selling the atmosphere, you're selling uh, the, the alcohol. Uh, in radio, you're selling yourself, uh, what you can do for the community. You're selling products in the community. So in a way, they're, they're separate, but they're still the same. You're selling. You're, you're just a bigger salesman. That's you know, how it's I interesting. I, yeah, I think a lot of people in the radio business on the product side, they go, oh, well, the, you know, there's this big wall, you know, I'm not sure there is, you know, they, they have that old saying that everybody's in sales, only everybody doesn't realize that they are. When I look at your history and I look at this curve where you, you came from basically a club DJ, you know, I wanted to ask, what did you learn DJing in clubs that you can use in radio? But I want to be more specific. I think that programmers and I've programmed all of my adult life. Uh, we spend our time trying to get as close to people and their reaction to things as we can get so that we can firmly understand how to keep our jobs. 
So, sure. so I think, you know, if you're a really smart club DJ, you're pretty close, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Meeting face to face with people is just like meeting, uh, meeting people face to face in a bar situation as a club DJ is almost like meeting people face to face in the community at a, at a live broadcast or a remote, a meet and greet. You're still shaking hands. You're meeting those people. Those people are buying your products. They're buying you. So you're selling you, you're selling your business, whether it's the, the bar or it's the, the radio station. Well, and there's basically no barrier between you and the audience, right? Right. Correct. Right. So that's got to have some kind of leverage to it for sure for the audience, I would think. Because they, now they can say, I've met him or I know that DJ. Yes. I think that's a big deal at any radio station. Yes. I think that right there is the key to what some people call live and local. Mm-hmm. Listen, you, I, I, no, 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 no. I got to ask this. So you sent out all these tapes, which, mm-hmm. which for you younger types means this is a old school approach. <laughs> okay. You sent out all these tapes. Who bit on it? Where'd you go? KLYV, KLive 105 up in Dubuque, Iowa. Uh, they were the first ones a bit. Um, I lived just uh, while I was at KLA, I lived 30 minutes north of Davenport of the city proper in a place called Calamus Wheatland. Dubuque was another 50 minutes north. So what actually happened for me, I got a, I, I did my morning show. I came home, um, got a phone call. And the program director, his name escapes me right off, but uh, he called me. It was about 3.30 and asked me if I could be there by 5. I had to drive back. Yeah, I had to drive back to the Quad Cities to get my headphones because he had wanted me to do an overnight shift that night. Uh, I drove back to the Quad Cities, grabbed my gear, drove from the Quad Cities all the way to Dubuque and was there within an hour. And uh, that was that. That's you pretty much. Uh, yeah, I was there. I, I didn't care what it was. And and after that, after he gave me my, my marching orders, I said, great. Thank you for the opportunity. When do you want me to come back after tonight? Yeah. And and that was it. He so just that, looked that at was... me with the... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you just, you just turned it on like a switch then. Yeah, it was just, it, it was something that I wanted to do. And I, I broke a couple speed laws, but I had to drive back to the Quad Cities and then drive all the way to Dubuque, um, which is probably two hour down and back. But I made it in like an hour or less and uh, reported for duty, as they say. Well, you know, I'm in Florida, but my understanding is out west that uh, that the speed limit is more of a suggestion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I'm not yeah. sure if you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I had my sights set on something and, and he needed me to be there by a certain time. And then that's where that military training kicks in. You got to be 15 minutes early or you're 10 minutes late. That's so, right. so he wanted me to be there by five. I wanted to be there by four. And Dude, I did. After, I was there. After all this time, do you carry the military with you? Is that still that's yes. in the back of your mind all the time? Yes. 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 Huh, you miss the military. I, still, I, still, I, I do. I still write my my log my log times as military. 
Do you really? <laughs> Interesting. Yes, I did. All right. Yes, I did. So listen, let's talk about radio. You've worked pop, classic rock, and country. Do you have a favorite format? I really don't. Um, radio is radio. For me, it's, it's not so much about the music as it is reaching out and touching the audience, making sure or making it easier for them to listen to because the songs are going to be there. The songs are going to repeat. So you have to give the, the listener a reason to listen to you. So it doesn't really, for me, it doesn't matter the format. I can talk about anybody in any format. You know, I just have to do a little research, but to make it sound interesting, that I think is the goal. So well, it doesn't matter the format. My, now you have to, you have to forgive me because I'm going to ask you to repeat just that one section. But first, I'm going to say this: I'm going to slow our roll down for a minute, and I'm going to say that we have a group called the Encouragers, and our podcast is called uh, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast. And on this podcast, our design goal is to encourage radio pros at all levels. And Jonathan just said something really awesome. He just was talking about the songs and you said the songs are going to repeat the songs are the same yes what's different jonathan tell us that one more time oh just that the songs will repeat it doesn't matter that people will hear the same songs but you have to get them to want to listen to you have them, make them give it the give them a reason to listen to you and, and 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 tune in because the songs are going to be the same no matter what no matter what um, your country, rock, pop, it doesn't matter. It's the same song. They're tired of hearing the same song, but if it's the DJ, they'll tune in for that DJ. And it can be one DJ to the next. I mean, one DJ could be born, but the next DJ just makes their brain explode. Well, that's right. Reason to listen. And I'm going to say this, uh, whether you tune in any, in any part of the country at any level of radio, I don't care where you are. That's a radio 101 for 2023 right there. Personalities make the difference. They make the difference because we're not Spotify. We're not Pandora. We're not, we're not satellite. We're not any of those things. We are radio and that is different. What makes country as a format different from others? I know you must feel like, okay, this is a little different. It is. It is country music, radio, um, the listeners, the artists, Everyone involved pretty much in country music radio, I feel, is a little more tight-knit, a little more real. If you look at uh, some of the pop stars, some of the awards that they're going up that are televised, televised, the Billboard Music Awards, there's just something that you can take or leave. But when someone like Johnny Cash used to hit the stage or Waylon Jennings hit the stage or Garth Brooks hits the stage. People feel that they know these artists because these artists put themselves out there. They want to be known. It's a very tight knit, very, I guess, just, just that very tight knit uh, community of listeners, uh, artists. I've talked to artists on the, on the phone. I've met them in person and, and they will remember your name they it's like you've known them your whole life well and the audience is different i feel too they're just so connected emotionally to what's happening yes because All a right, lot so of the songs are about real life that's right real life and what you're going through and you know these songs can be blended in other words 
maybe somebody writes them for a particular reason, but they hit somebody that's never heard it before in a totally different way. I right. want you to talk to us about Marshalltown, Iowa, because that's where you're working. That's where, uh, the, as far as I could tell, that's kind of the center of Iowa. It is. It's, um, it's about uh, my, the town that I actually live in is called State Center. And that is exactly why it's called State Center. It's in the exact center of the state. Marshalltown is about 20 minutes east of that. Um, Marshalltown is, um, it's like the biggest, or the, how can I say this? The biggest small town you ever want to live in. Okay. Um, it, it's got all the amenities that you would need. Uh, Walmart, Casey's. Uh, Applebee's, it has pizza, you know, it has everything that you need, but the people, when you see them, uh, like you go on a Walmart run, you see the same people and you just, hi, how you doing? Nodding the head. Everybody knows pretty much everybody. Um, the bars that, uh, you might hang out here. Um, I made a comment one time to a, a patron, Hey, did you all go to the same high school? And the answer was, yeah. Everybody in that bar knew each other because they lived with each other their whole lives. And it's like, like country music. It's a close knit community and everybody watches out for everybody. That's right. And everybody knows who's on the radio for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I don't, when I first started working there with my, uh, my side gig, my, my mobile system, um, I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's right. it's a country music station and you don't want to be, or at least in my opinion, I didn't want to be the flamboyant guy from out of town coming in to do this, this uh, radio station, but it was within the first couple, the first couple times I was in this bar, people were coming up to me and they were wanting to know who I was, where did you come from? And you, mm. I heard you, you know, work for the radio station and they wanted to know everything about me. Interesting. And look, and talk, to to, talk to us about your work today, what you're doing and your radio station. And I got to say this or radio stations, because, you know, today people do a lot of different things. Well, um, my corp, the, the last radio station I worked at had six radio stations and 24 salespeople. This radio station has uh, uh, an AM side and then the FM side, three salespeople. And, and it's the best place I've ever worked at. Um, what we're doing today, this, we're not, we're not that big, uh, as far as employees, we have a hundred thousand Watts. We cover 22 of, of the 99 counties in the state of Iowa. Um, and what I'm doing specifically, um, yeah. just trying to make it, uh, entertaining, you know, just trying to make it entertaining. I have, uh, um, two times from two to 7 PM, two times in that show, I have uh, entertainment um, thing called the list where I talk about uh, country music stars, what they're up to, what the latest is going on in Hollywood. Um, I have the regular trivia thing uh, in the three o'clock hour, the five o'clock hour, we're breaking out new music. Um, just, you know, just trying to keep it upbeat and interesting. And then we have our um, online presence. Right. So just, just trying to make it interesting for, you know, just trying to draw those listeners in. Well, I see that you have afternoons and mornings as being something that you're doing now. Uh, which do you like better? Well, when I started at, uh, at Kix 101.1, it was mornings. 
and I brought that same energy and uh, and and I had a, a, a co-host. We brought the energy. We brought the interesting uh, stories and and games, things like that. And at the time, my program director, he he came from doing mornings, and he kind of thought, well, I think I want to take over mornings. How about would you like to do afternoons? And and it doesn't matter to me. You asked me uh, earlier about my preference in, in formats and day parts. Is this part of the same for me? It doesn't matter as long as I can be there and be as entertaining as I can, make it interesting to listen to. I would. I can do anything. I find this interesting. You also have nightlife entertainment. Do you mm-hmm. consider that your side hustle these days, or how do you see that business? Yeah. Yeah. That's just something that uh, is kind of a holdover from my club days. Um, I really enjoyed being in the mix with people. Um, I used to mix the music, you know, beat mixing and all that stuff. And then uh, out here, there's, it's more of the karaoke. They like karaoke and everybody wants to be a star. So, and so I just try to facilitate that the best I can. So yeah, it's kind of a side hustle thing. It's something that uh, I like to do. I'm a workaholic. So if I'm not in the radio station playing music and entertaining, I'm trying to bring it to someone's home or someone else's bar and do the same thing. Well, if you're doing that and if it's karaoke, you have, uh, you know, I don't want this to sound funny, but you have intimacy with these people. You Uh are really engaging face to face with them. Yes. And that is, that's, that's the other side of the coin as well. That's the other reason that we're doing it. Absolutely. Well, listen at work, I'd like to know, are y'all heavily into social media? If so, what platforms are you using? What do you like? What do you dislike about social media? Well, uh, what we're using, we're using Facebook. We have a website, kicksweb.com. Um, and everything that we post on Facebook, I think goes to Twitter as well. I'm not a big okay. Twitter person. I, I, I just uh, every once in a while get on there, see what people are grumbling about um, and see if there's any news. Twitter, Twitter for me is kind of a fun. If I'm not looking for, you know, like um, one of the country artists blogging about something, then I'm not really interested. You know, if I'm looking for some piece of show prep, I might, I might use Twitter for that. But Facebook we use quite a bit. Um, okay. We, uh, we, uh, Excuse me. We advertise a lot of our our content, things that we do, the um, contests and things like that. And I like to get on there again to get closer to the the listener. Um, we were just speaking about nightlife entertainment and being intimate with the listeners and them getting to know me. This is another way um, because I never used to talk a whole lot about myself on the air. I would always try to be the entertainment side of the house and never really talk too much about me. And in the process of growing in this industry, you have to put yourself out there. You have to let people get to know who you are because they, they want that connection with that we were just discussing. And with Facebook, what I like about Facebook is you can do that there as well. Like I've done these things, um, like, uh, best, best hamburger or best seafood in three words or less. You know, I might do that or I'll ask a question or I have this thing called ask Jonathan. Ah, You're getting ahead of me because that's uh, my next question. I want you to tell us uh, about how ask Jonathan came along. Tell us what ask Jonathan is and, and how often you do it. Well, um, 
ask Jonathan is another one of those ways that I was just talking about trying to reach out and, and get close, you know, let people know who I am. Uh, it started out kind of as a, as a goof. Somebody emailed me and said, hey, what do you think about this? And so I told them. Um, and I thought, you know, this would be cool. So it wasn't anything bad. So I said, hey, can I post this and see what other people have to say as well? And they were they were good with that. So I did that. And then it happened again. Then it happened again. Now, Ask Jonathan is pretty much every single day I post and Ask Jonathan. Um, someone will, will email me a question. And the way I approach it is if you really want uh, my opinion as a radio DJ, you want yeah. my opinion? You're crazy. I'll give it to you. But um, that's it. And I never post where they come from. I never post names, nothing like that. So it's completely it's completely obscure. So no one, no one gets embarrassed or, or upset. So this is the, this is the point. I post the, the email, I post my answer and I try to keep it short because I want the listeners to comment. That's the reaching out and getting to that way they get to know who I am based on what I say, what the, the kind of uh, information I give. And then, you know, this person might be helped by someone else, posting a comment and and that's kind of it's, how it's pretty foreground i mean you're not embarrassed to give your opinion right right no uh -uh. no you don't want you my opinion if this, you, want my... <laughs> you talk about this on the air yes i don't uh, i don't give the opinion so much on the air what i right. will do is i will tease it i will tease it on the air to drive you... people to the site well, wait, you become known for Ask Jonathan. Yes. 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 All right. I, so you, know, you know I'm going to ask this. Tell us about Dawn. How does she feel about this radio career? <laughs> Dawn is, um, she's fine as long as um, uh, I'm, she likes it. I think she likes it. Uh, she didn't mind when we moved from Illinois to Iowa. She uh, actually, it was really uh, if you understand the word kismet, it really fell into place when we got this offer for Kix 101.1. We were living in a house. We're renting a house in Illinois, and she was she was the general manager of of a store in town. And uh, I got a phone call from the program director here, who I had known, um, and he asked me if I would be interested in the position. And I wasn't really sure about it. Well, long story short, when they offered me the position my wife was actually able to laterally go from her job right into the same job in Iowa. Interesting. And Interesting. Uh, the people we were renting the house from, when we were telling them we were moving, they were like, oh, well, we were going to sell the house. We were going to ask you if you wanted to buy it. We were going to help you buy it. So it was just like a hand in glove kind of a thing. It was kind of meant well, to that be is so yeah, she just kind of, she rolled with it and she loves it. I knew she really wouldn't dig Iowa winters, but she's living with it and she she likes it now. She enjoys what she's doing. Or at least she doesn't tell you she doesn't, right? That's just true. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to you about that. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So listen, this is a crazy question. Is it possible to compare your time in the Navy with your time in radio or are they pretty much just completely different? I would say that they're different. They were different. Um, 
um, like I said earlier, I wasn't so used to talking about myself, you know, put myself right. out there. Um, in the military, you'll learn how to compartmentalize certain things, uh, manage stress, which that also, you got to manage stress in radio as well, but it's a different kind of stress. Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I couldn't really compare one to the other and be, and, and do them both justice. Um, military is the military. It sets you up to, uh, succeed, to succeed. Um, I basically grew up, uh, there, um, gave me enough, uh, gave me enough boost to see where I wanted to go with my life. And, right. uh, that's about, it was just like swinging from one vine to the next. It was pretty much, pretty much seamless. And Do you feel uh, that the discipline from the Navy gives you a leg up in your radio career. I think discipline from the military will give anyone a leg up in any industry they choose to go into. But uh, yes, I would say it did. It uh, gave me uh, a really good, uh, strong work ethic. Um, I know where I I know where I need to be in the radio in the radio sphere. I know what I need to do. I know what I what I have to do to get it. My show prep, everything ready to. Uh, on websites or it needs to be uploaded um i have you know a certain way of doing things to get uh, attention from the listeners so okay. you know be, being dedicated is uh, pretty important and i think that's what i got from the military military very good well listen you know you've been doing this for a good long while since 94 okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and and look, we're about to tip over in the calendar here. I mean, really, we're right on it. We're It's about to yeah. be 2023. If you're like me, you're kind of like scratching your head. going, How good to be 2023? But what is your goal for your career today? Ooh, today. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if you would have asked me this 20 years later, I would say I'd want to program my own radio station. You know, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy in charge, you know. Uh, because that's what you do in the clubs. You're in charge. You make up where the music goes. You know, you, you make all your announcements and things. But today, I think I'm happy just reaching out and making that connection with the listeners. Very good. Coming to work every day, um, putting all the uh, entertainment elements I can, put them together, putting where they need to be, uh, making the station sound as good as I can. Because I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of production. If you're in this business, you're going to do a lot of production. So I even went so far as to build a, a, a production studio in my office. So just so, so I can stay have there. to go anywhere. <laughs> That's right. We have two production rooms and my office makes a third. Very good. So, all right. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at today. I always look at this next question is, man, this is the toughest question. And here's the reason. Nobody knows the future, but we all like to talk about it. We like to hear what people think. What do you think the future of radio looks like? I think the pendulum is going to swing back the other way. I think the more people listen to podcasts like this and listen to uh, more personality-driven radio, I think it's going to bring people back to radio because really what you cannot, you can, you can listen to Spotify, you can listen to all these streaming networks but one thing those things are not going to give you is local radio and yes. i'll tell you what i mean by that back uh about four years ago in marshalltown they had a tornado uh right downtown and we were on the air when it happened 
we were giving live updates, telling people to take shelter when they needed to take shelter. Um, we were there the entire time. You cannot get that from a streaming service. So not only that, the emergency aspect of it, but like I said earlier, personality. Personality is what drives sales, in my opinion. You know, it drives it drives the radio station forward. It just it just really does. Yes, no question about it. Jonathan, I want to thank you for being our guest today. It's incredible to get this hangout time with you and get a different perspective on our business. I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Lloyd. All right. Thank you. Listen, get more free resources to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at RainmakerPathway.com anytime. We are here to encourage radio pros at all levels. Subscribe anytime to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere you get your podcast. You can listen to our episodes in our large and growing archive, as well as our new episodes each week. Usually they drop Monday nights. And I promise you'll be encouraged. You'll learn unexpected and valuable things because our guests are absolutely the best in the business. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, don't think that it's just me. You can email me right now, FORD at RainmakerPathway.com. And of course, we hope that you have a great week. Like we say at Rainmaker Pathway, uh, we, we always say this, and we also say it on the radio rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you have any question about what I mean by that, please pick up the phone and call me. I'd be glad to explain it to you. We want to thank our special guest for this podcast episode, Jonathan Knight. Uh, you got to check out some of that Ask Jonathan business. I promise you, we want to thank him for being our patient and giving guest. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which should be available any minute. He's so fast at doing that. I can't even prep the blog really well before he gets it done. I'm really grateful for that. And of course, we thank JustJoeProductions.com for creating an audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in audio and radio. They can subscribe for free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. Please remember this. If you don't remember anything else from this episode, be kinder then you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the radio rally with the encouragers and good night.